0: Welcome to Together We Rise the podcast I'm Maxime, your host, spiritual guide, healer, and intuitive. This is a place for deep interdimensional dives unpacking our world systems, paradigms and what it is that we each can be doing to start recreating them. Each episode I'll be joined by changemakers from an array of backgrounds ranging from holistic wellness to activism to human rights equality, medical freedom spiritual teachers, conscious business, and everything in between, because they all have one common intention, and that is to actualize humanity's potential to thrive. Welcome, Sean. It's such a pleasure to have you here with me today. For those of you that are not familiar with you, I wanted to just give you a moment to introduce yourself a little bit further and share a bit of your backstory.
1: Sure. Backstory. Well, come from a family of acted in film since I was a little kid. Since then, I've directed a few documentaries, uh, a feature film called Greystone Park. I kept still acted in, in films over the years, as well as hosting a uh, Buzzsaw, which was on Gaia for some time, as well as uh, on YouTube. Um, watching the Hawks for RT. Most recently, I do a podcast called Interviews on Vocal Now. And uh, I also have a book that I've uh, published, a poetry book that not poetry, I should say it's it's a poem, it's an epic poem uh, called Desiderata, and uh, it's an audible format book so people can listen to it, um, get it from like Amazon or online.
0: Mm, beautiful, beautiful, because yes, you've got the background in film, but what I found most fascinating about you is your spiritual journey that's kind of in- woven with that and how early on you started. I guess, questioning beyond the physical. And I would love for you to, yeah, perhaps go there first because it's so relevant and I feel like, you know, everyone has that purpose interwoven in what it is that they end up doing, but sometimes the route in which we end up doing that is actually not what we're here for. So, you know, with the film background, that was one layer is what I feel just from kind of having read a little bit about you. But then there is... The other insight that you have on what's going on in the world, as you know, beyond the physical.
1: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, if you think about it, all art is highly spiritual. Film is probably it could be called a total work of art because you're incorporating uh, music, the dialogue of a play, the writing of a book. Obviously, albeit in a different format, but essentially, you know, you're you're mixing all these different genres. Right, the the canvas. Of photography and even painting in many ways with a lot of the, um, the computer generated imagery and things like this so you're looking at a total work of art when it comes to film and art is spiritual connects to our uh, dream states because we go into a sort of, um, different brain that you're falling into when you go, when you're watching a, a television show or a movie, right? That's the whole point. They create the music, the score, the ambiance of sitting in a theater, dark candlelight in a sense, ritualistically setting the stage for this experience. And then you're journeying. So film is again, a, a total work of art in the context of a history of art that has always been designed to transport the human to other states of consciousness and awareness and uh, connecting us through our feelings, our emotions, our language. And uh, I would say that because art is spiritual, it's not that I necessarily am more of a spiritual seeker than many other filmmakers or storytellers or people that are out here doing this work, using media, basically you could say using media because media has always been a form of psychological warfare. Or spiritual warfare. Ever since the origin of the word media, coming from I believe from the the Medians and the idea of uh, or Median, I didn't say Medians. It's like a basically it was like a Persian form of magic, if I'm correct. That they used the spell at casting of language mm. of of uh, again, you know, where we put our thoughts, our minds, our dreams, our emotions. So there's always been a correlation between art, spirituality, and psychological. Again. Warfare, influence, right? The stories of, you know, the Bible itself, right? All the religions use stories for this reason. Stories are the common language. They're the common experience that cultures share, that humans share. And as you have a story, so you start to live your life maybe as with an aspiration to achieve that goal, that aim, that transformation. So what are the stories, you know, that we're living now, you know, in our world are very much inspired, let's say, from the Christic Perspective from the Mohammedan perspective, which ultimately comes from let's say a Jewish, Christian lineal lineage, you're know, going back to the Bible, but the West, the Eastern cultures don't necessarily have that. So the Western world might be engaged in some kind of revelation and some kind of you know end time going to a Bible, but you know the East wouldn't know about that because the East would be more in the lineage of the yoga, the yogis and the yogas and the concept of uh, you know Sanskrit legends and the Hindu legends, and then you know the, the uh, the Buddhists would have a different stories, you know, way of perceiving the world, maybe in a more circular fashion. And then, you know, the, the Chinese also, you know, their, their history is quite different in terms of how they're perceiving it, because they're torn between their spirituality of, let's say, the Taoism and Confucianism taken over by the communist materialism. So you have these different stories that are playing out across the planet. And uh, in somewhere along the line, we interpolate our experience, our personal experience based on our lineage, based on our history as individuals, our story, your story, her story, and we share in these things and then we call it spirit because spirit transcends our physical flesh and blood. And we know that we're not here just for a day, you know, our souls live on, but there is a war in the sense of those that want to manipulate knowledge of the spirit and relationship to spirit. And uh, much of the, the danger I see of the dark side across the planet, doesn't matter what your tradition is or your, your story is, there are those that want to uh, warp the story into a materialist story into a perspective of the human body as sort of um, the physical plane as the be-all end-all and augmenting the body through computers and shipping and neural links and things like this to essentially augment the physical form and basically abandon as much as possible your memory and your connection to spirit
0: Mm. and that's so playing out right now you see it not just I guess on a global scale but even on a community scale Um, here in Australia like just and particularly Victoria where I'm at the moment to just see that actually playing out in real time is quite profound because it's one thing to hear about it but then to actually see people under the dream spell it is just like you know wow incredible that that's that's where we're at right now and There was something that you said recently, I was watching an interview that you did, I think in the last couple of weeks around this fixation on science and fact and information over that innate inner knowing. And this is where, again, like I am seeing this playing out in real time is that people just want someone to tell them the answers, tell me what to do and I will follow it without even being able to tap into their own inner knowing and actually discerning and going, hey, what does my guidance say? What is my body telling me? What does my own intelligence tell me? I would love for you to speak to that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, this message is coming through very prominently right now for me. This message that people are being asked to step into their inner knowing and their intuition and inner wisdom, I should say, as far as each of us as a soul is much more ancient, much more wise, much more connected multidimensionally. And yet we have been disconnected from soul by ideas of the flesh and blood body and ego that we inhabit, but we have not necessarily embodied our full potential. We have not brought our soul in. So oftentimes the, promise of a lot of the material worlds is really just to distract and to disempower the soul or the connection to soul to distract and distance where your mind and your consciousness goes especially as they shift us now as we talk about to this focus on material things you know the focus on a virus the focus on the physical form's death the focus on the idea of objective materialism you know scientific enlightenment and sci- empiricism these kind of concepts are very materialistic and they're very devoid of relationship to spirit because spirit is very empowering when we recognize spirit we recognize the miracle that is life at every moment of existence the fact that, that we are given this earth with all the raw material to then create realities and to create the world that we choose to inhabit the fact that at any moment the humans the humans here can choose how they wish to behave and to treat each other. And so in a moment, we could transform our problems, our, our fears, our woes, because we have given, been given all the raw materials to actually you know prevail, that we can actually have a world of abundance and you know at least happiness at the level of gratitude for our essential needs and wants being able to be gratified. But instead, we get a world of desiderata, which is an augmentation of our wants and needs. And it's its not to say that wants and needs are bad. It's like there's manipulation of our essential wants and needs to the place where we are in a sense not having gratitude for the abundance and the joy and the bliss that's available to us. And we are literally torturing and punishing ourselves and others in a quest for things that are very temporal or very unimportant from the perspective of the soul, right? right? So the soul knows what is nourishing to the soul. The soul recognizes how. How do you say? It's really about connection to each other. It's about companionship with you know with within ourselves. You know, to our to ourselves. You know, who we really are. Do we love ourselves? These kind of things that matter so much more that have not been brought up enough in so, in society because. Again, the fixation has been so much on monetary gain acquisition, you know, trying to basically make money for the fear that we will not be able to survive in a society that seems out of control and distant and separate from self, as opposed to a a collective that we are part of, and a society that actually should be an extension of ourselves and should be nourishing ourselves. That's the essence of where we need to move as a collective consciousness is to this idea that we are all welcome here in this world as a great human society collective and not a collective imposed by a few elites or rulers telling everyone how to behave or what to do or where to go, or how to act. But from a perspective that as a collective, we can solve any problem that we face. And we know that because we have the creativity to not only solve problems, we actually created the problems in the first place. So since we created the problems, we can of course solve those problems because it was our ingenuity. But do we trust each other? And most importantly, do we trust ourselves to actually proceed knowing that life itself is a miracle. And with that respect for the fact that we live here by grace of some miracle, can we then have that same respect towards all life? Because recognizing that all life is not a miracle. And if we choose to orient ourselves around that notion of love, respect, and honor, literally those three principles, love, respect, and honor, could be the basis of all laws on the planet and all commerce on the planet.
0: Mm. I think that I'd like you to repeat that because I just want that to really land for people. Just that last little bit about the commerce
1: and the laws on the planet. Love and love, respect and honor can be the basis of all laws and all commerce. Because simply put, when you have respect for someone in terms of all transactions, right? That you honor that person and you basically want that person to exchange equitably mm. between between myself and whomever it may be in whatever fashion it may be. Whether it's a conversation, whether it's a transaction of a physical good, an emotional good, you know, and it can be said at all levels, you know, honor. When we honor the other, we honor ourselves. When we honor the work that we do, when we honor, you know, the energy and the effort that we put in, it obviously changes our output. It brings out the best in us. And ultimately, it comes down to love. If we operate from a place of love, then there is no, I say, love, it never demands. Mm. Love is not about a demand. It's not a burden, right? It's coming from a place of free will if mm. we are we are free world creatures mm. so if we operated from those perspectives we would not see economies based on the idea of some of the ugliest meanest laziest people uh having more power over people over others right because you would simply say money no longer dictates who i choose to interact with i interact with people that i like mm. and if we can start to recognize who we like because in this time period, as the veil starts to lift and as we see more clearly what's been going on this planet, the human slavery, the arms trafficking, the drug trafficking, you know, that you name it, manipulation, again, manipulation of desires of humans, which is sex, drugs and arms are three very primal but lower desires, right? Which is fear based, right? I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I must control my surroundings. I must control others. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll manipulate others.
0: And that continually gets just reconditioned through the media, through the things that most people are just continually fueling themselves with, because it's, again, that dream spell is only possible if we keep tapping into that version, I guess, of the matrix. And when you're in that, then you become the fuel source for them to continue what they're doing as well. And it's only when we can take that step back that there's an opportunity for us to, I guess, get out of hypnosis (laughs) and to make space to return within and then rebuild that because it's almost like it needs to be rekindled because it's not something that instantaneously turns back on. We have to nourish and nurture it. But once we get there, it becomes so obvious what is happening and how it's playing out and how that's still something that is a part of our current society. Although that, you know, that is now, like you just mentioned, the bell is lifting. There is that the polarity is so obvious and something that, I actually had someone say to me, I dropped in you know, like a couple of days ago before we had this conversation and I wanted to bring it up. It was just around how this has always been happening because there are some people that are having their awakening now whilst the collective is having their awakening, right? But they're so shocked. Although whenever I have conversations with those people that are kind of just at that early stage, it's... This has been happening all along. It's just now so obvious. It's so, it's so there. We can't escape it. But all along, the things that you just touched on have been playing out. And I know that you've been looking into this for decades. So could you take us a little bit deeper on that and perhaps where it is that you see us going?
1: Mm. Well, the awakening process is not a destination. It's mm-hmm. really about, it's about finding your truth, I believe. It's, this is the process of finding what you stand for at a time when, again, it's all there you know the secrets have been exposed they were exposed a long time ago they existed online but it's like the consciousness hadn't focused on it yet right so when i was doing buzzsaw like seven years ago you know we're talking about a lot of these things whether it be the ufo disclosure um, the spiritual dimensions of control and manipulation spiritual war sex trafficking human trafficking drug trafficking all this stuff i mean this stuff had been out for a long time even seven years ago, post 2012, it was already, you know, online. You could pretty much find all this stuff online. So the great, you know, how do you say the universal library that is the internet has mm-hmm. made this information available. It's up to you to discern what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, do you wish to continue within a system or of, of a matrix where the power is basically feeding upon the purity? And this is again, this is the heart of what's going on when people talk about like the save the children and like the pedophile elite. Mm -hmm. People miss through this when they think, "Oh, these people are just constantly, you know, orgying with kids." It's like, no, it's those things happen, but it's not like that's what really is going on. What's going on is you have a culture, a system that feeds on purity and the blood of innocence. And it doesn't matter whether it's in the religious sector or the economic sector. Mm -hmm. I mean, just turn on the television and see what what's being fed to your kids. What kind of toxic food? What kind of, you know, McDonald's garbage food? What kind of you know, Coke and sugar-based substances are being fed to them. What kind of, they want to put vaccines in all of them. It's like, what is this? What are you actually feeding the kids? And then you're, tell, and then you're telling them how to dress, you know, how to sex, how to sex yourself up at nine years old, how to, uh, you name it, right? How to be, how to act in a way, you know, how you, how you act cool, you name it. You, you influence the children because the, there's a perversion in the, in the nature of the matrix that cannot allow the purity of the child to be retained because each one of us is still that pure inner child. We are still that child, and we have to maintain that purity because the child sees with truth. The, the child speaks with truth. The child, the child plays instead of works. The child loves instead of hates. That's the essence that the matrix can't allow to prevail. The matrix needs to destroy that, traumatize that child. And this is what's really happening. It's the, trauma, it's the traumatization of the youth through, you know, the things seen on television through the culture. Uh, and through the actual, you know, again, toxification of the environment, the food supply, everything. Because if that child prevails, the child has the imagination and wonder to recreate the world and to actually dissipate the matrix. So that's what we're really working to do. We're really working to foster the spirit of the child and say that is what the awakening is about. It's about bringing back the little children, as Christ said, you know, be as little, be as the little children because they have that wisdom already. They see through this thing. They yeah. call it out. They look at things and they're like, why are you doing it this way? It makes no sense to me why do you, who told you, you have to work five days a week for forty hour weeks? who told you that why why they ask why they look and they have wonder and awe and amazement right they bring that energy to life that's where the system feeds on them most importantly first and foremost that's the target is the child, and we have to protect the children and protect it within ourselves first and foremost. Can I still maintain that sense of wonder and awe and Recognizes the beauty of this world, the magic of this world that I had when I was a child. If I can be connected to that, then I am still in my purity and my integrity. And that is the power that will transform and dissipate this matrix.
0: Mm, yeah, 100%. And like you said as well, it already exists within all of us, but it's then we are the adults that can heal that already now and break that cycle for the children that are to come after that too. Because then there's also that, you know, lineage of trauma that gets passed down. Because if we as adults don't address it within ourselves, then we also, even if it's not necessarily the matrix, we imprint that matrix through us as the burdened or traumaed parent, if we are not aware of ourselves and tending to those things first. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that's also coming back to taking that self-responsibility and that self-ownership and that going, what do I need to feel safe and secure? And then when we feel safe and secure, we don't partake in things that are damaging to others or to the world around us because we are aware of that interconnectivity and that we would never want someone to experience those things even if we did because that's not who we are.
1: That's it. You said,
0: and I guess I would just like to offer you the opportunity um, to say anything that you feel has not yet been said. Is there anything that you want to impart to people in terms of yeah, what they can be doing right now? Um, I guess what I just mentioned then is a big part of it, but anything that you could add. Obviously, be of extreme value as
1: well. This is the time. This is the time that we've been waiting for. This is why we were born. Was for a moment like this, where the collective consciousness has been reoriented completely, right? Society is has stopped the way that we knew it, and there are many complaints about getting back to the way things were. But you don't want to go back to the way things were. You don't want that world. You don't want that matrix system. So, and we don't want the world that you know Bill Gates is talking about, where it's like everyone is chipped, you know, chipped and vaccinated and under the control of digital currencies and, you know, the 5G networks roll out and control the internet of things, including your own body, because there'll be a chip inside of it. That's not the world that I'm talking about either, but there is a choice here. There's a choice point because we are awakening as a collective and seeing through the lie that was this pandemic such that we can now say, okay, what do we want to do though? Now that everything has stopped, how can we reach up? How can we break those old power structures by creating our own power centers? Because each of us is a star. Each of us is a power source in our own right. Who do I want to engage with, interact with, connect with that actually brings light and energy into my world instead of sucking the energy and draining me, which is what we've been living in so much of is the predation of systems that prey upon the light Within you, as opposed to mutually mutually engaging, you could say you know uh, mutually reciprocal light centers that feed each other, mm-hmm. and that's what we are being asked to do. Basically, is to step into our power and connect with those who are also stepping into their power, and together spread the light.
0: Mm, yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. And if people want to find you, where is the best place to go? Because I'm sure people would like to know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on social media. The best place to find information on me is www.shaunstone.info. Um, cause that, that has basically a lot of my work there. People can, you know, get links to it. They can connect to like my social media accounts. They can email me. Uh, even they can book a, a session if they want to do a consultation divination session with me. So that's the best sort of hub, I would say.
0: Hmm, amazing i'll link to that as well but i really appreciate you being here i knew that you were going to drop plenty of insight for people and yeah thank you so much for just showing up and speaking up and continuing to show us what's possible through you owning your own power
1: um, um, so thank you so a pleasure definitely a pleasure mm-hmm. to converse with you
0: Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me and wanting to do your part in recreating the status quo. If you got something out of today's episode, I would love if you could leave me a review and forward this on to anyone that you feel would benefit or even share it on your socials. I just want to close by saying I appreciate you. And until next time, remember that together we truly do rise.